Baby Yoda is safe. In the hands of an attempted nephew murderer, this is Mando Spoilers. This is Spoilers. That was a good one, right, guys? I gave that to Steve. I think that fell flat. Pretty solid. <laughs> that, that fell so flat. <laughs> Josh, what do you think? No good? Of the spoiler? Yeah. I, I told you, to, what was the one you had originally? Because this is the one Ooh. that Pappy wrote. Pappy wrote, <laughs> and then you performed it. I just want to know, what was the original? I can't tell you that. But anyway, welcome to Mando Spoilers. Uh, this is season two. This is the f- the final one we're doing for season two? Maybe the final one ever. But oh, we'll... I can only hope so. Don't you say that. Don't you say that. I can that. only hope so. Man, oh man. Well, tonight there is what? Five of us? The five biggest Star Wars fans on you Spoilers Podcast. know it. Mikey and I have never <laughs> criticized Star Wars, not even once. You guys love Rogue One. Stop with that. I've been hating Star Wars for the longest. I feel like I've gotten... Yeah, Rogue One's a great war movie. Yeah, Rogue One is awesome. Yeah, I got to see the ending of Rogue One in this show, too. It's great. Two endings. Just use it they over and over. They mirror each other, Pap. Get it? It's like poetry. It rhymes. You control C and you control V <laughs> and you have another ending. <laughs> well, let's go from Isis to Weesis. And... Mm, Let's go with, what is your favorite side-scroller video game? Oh. Mm, kind of connects to episode mm. seven. Josh? I thought Mikey was most used. Nah, dude, it's you. How many times do you guys do this? You would have figured it <laughs> out Dang it. <laughs> you should have seen how long it, t- it took us to figure out 3-2-1-go. Years. North is <laughs> to southest. Let's go. I thought Mikey lived closest to Goshen, which is east of Elkhart. I'll go first. This is Josh from Goshen, uh, <laughs> but just on the very edge of it. Um, anyway, I would say my favorite, this isn't my favorite of all time, Stevie, but I want to give a shout out to Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo it's good. M- Mini. My seven-year-old daughter has been playing it. It's basically her first video game that she's like really taken up. Think of like your first time playing Mario. And it's really cool to see her learn all the different things in it and go through it. So I just want to give that smaller video game a shout out. Uh, Mikey from the real Goshen, Indiana. Uh, I would have to say Super Mario All-Stars. It's got the best art of all the Marios, best music. Probably spent the most time in that Mario than than the other ones. I don't really play side-scrollers. I think those games are really hard, so... That'd probably be the one I spent the most time in. Uh, superhero correspondent PK, recording from South Bend. And uh, this isn't... I don't know. It has some side-scrolling levels, but uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Crash Bandicoot, because mm. I was just saying... That's a great side-scroller. I just finished Uncharted 4, and you actually get to play a level of Crash Bandicoot, which I thought was so <laughs> freaking cool, so shout-out to Crash. This is Pappy, recording from Louisville, Colorado. Uh, back in college, host Brother Jordan, uh, who hasn't been on any of the Mando episodes, uh, but we used to try and get as far as we could in Super Mario World without dying. Uh, no Star Road, of course. So you get to the Force of Illusion sometimes, Chocolate Hills, but if you got to Bowser's Castle, your hands would be so sweaty you could barely hold the <laughs> Super Nintendo <laughs> controller. So gotta give a shout out to Super Mario World. Classic side-scroller. It's the best. Oh, see, I think my favorite side-scroller 
God, I love this game so much growing up, was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time. Great game. So hard, but so much fun to play. And the reason uh, I bring that up is because Episode 7, to me, played a lot like a side-scroller. Pappy, how awesome was it to have Bill Bird back? So I got to eat. Eat crow, put my foot in my mouth a little bit uh, on the on the second to last or the last episode that we did. I, I I made Kylo do the Mr. Plinkett test. I was like, "Can you tell me anything about like Bill Burr's character in the show?" And he started describing Bill Burr in real life. I was like, "No, no, no! Tell me about Bill Burr's character." But man, he was so good in this. Like from the the opening prison sequence. Like I don't think we've ever really seen like a jail or a prison, any of like the Star Wars media I've consumed. Like from there, like from the fact that he's like asking Mando the questions that we're all asking as the audience, like I thought his performance was out of the park. He might be one of my favorite side characters that we've had in all of Mando. Did you think that scene was a little too fourth wall breaking though? Like why is Bill Burr's character like this moralistic preacher kind of here why is he talking to mask mando about this stuff when they're on a mission and time is of the essence it kind of took me out of it a little bit just to nitpick well i think it's because he's said mando is setting him up on a suicide mission i think he's gotta ask that question plus it's just like a bill burr like stand-up comedian observation to make like what's the deal <laughs> with your helmet yeah. like, can you take it off or i don't know it's just perfect coming from him in the context of what's the show. with these guys it is the monday morning mando podcast <laughs> exactly okay but he's lecturing him on that and meanwhile he's not even wearing a helmet while they're on a stealth mission where hiding your identity is of utmost importance i they're looking at him through binoculars and you could just see Bill Burr's red face <laughs> riding along in a transport vehicle. <laughs> and I'm just checking on your mask. Present. <laughs> uh, we talked about I, I think I get a victory lap here Stevie because you called that Baby Yoda would be kidnapped on the Robert Rodriguez episode. Then I said immediately after that, well if you lose Baby Yoda, Mandalorian's mask can't stay on for much longer. Uh, and I was 100% right about that. The next episode, Mando's mask coming off. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back too hard because I pretty much told everybody what was going to happen. I was patting happen. myself on the back, not you. So feel free to pat me as much as you. As I you like. mean, <laughs> I'll give you a soft pat. You're correct. But I mean, I pretty much called the entire season of what was going to happen uh, beat for beat. But... Mikey, how awesome was the side-scrolling action in this episode of The Believer? It was uh, referring to uh, the Mad Max Fury Road yes. se- sequence. Yes. <laughs> Slash Indiana Jones. Most Matrix certainly. Two. Yeah, it was, it was probably the best action sequence of the season, mm-hmm. I would say. I mean, I thought it was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, he's got some weird-looking alien pirate guys trying to take down this explosive truck that they're trying to get to this Imperial base, and, uh... I don't know, it's just Mando fighting in really shitty armor, and it's breaking off of him, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, it was a lot like Indiana Jones, uh, PK. Uh, I like that aspect a lot. It was good action. Yeah, I, uh, I love that sequence so much, and I especially, uh... Loved it when they were kind of saved at the end. You get really excited and you kind of think like, wait, 
these are still the bad guys saving them. And I guess that's one thing that also annoyed me about episode eight. Episode eight, but I think it, I think it's kind of like a good ad for the Rogue Squadron show that's coming up too. It's like, oh, if that's just a taste of what we're gonna get with that show, it's like it's gonna be pretty awesome. That was only like five seconds. Is that gonna be Top Gun in Star Wars uniforms? <laughs> we talk about Rogue Squadron or the the Rebels, the the Rebel Alliance or whatever show. Because Rogue Squadron is going to be a movie, and then they're having a show with I think Cara Dune and and hopefully Bill Burr joins the squad. That'd be awesome. Hopefully Luke Skywalker shows up. That'd be awesome too. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Josh, what do you make of Bill Burr kind of spreading his uh, acting prowess across this episode when he's talking to I guess you could say a general where a bunch of people died in a war. Like, did that scene work for you with Bill? Didn't the scene remind you of Django? A little bit. There's <laughs> the scene at the end of that where our two main characters are talking to Leo, and he's just such a raging asshat, <laughs> much, much like this guy in the cantina is. And, like, uh, what's what's that actor's name? Christopher? Uh, Christoph Waltz? Uh, the Yeah, Christoph Waltz. When Christoph Waltz is like, he reaches that breaking point where he knows he's going to die, but it's going to shoot him anyway. <laughs> it's kind of that same moment here with Bill Burr being like, like what happened here is probably a Stevie question. Like apparently Bill Burr's like squad was basically sacrificed and it was this guy's decision, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Operation Cinder, uh, he mentions this actually from the Battlefront 2 uh, Star Wars video game. Uh, nice. Like the new Battlefront too. It's like a oh, like a, a thing after the Emperor dies. Where yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, it's like after the Emperor dies, he decides to like. It's like a plan he had set in motion already, where they basically destroy a bunch of Imperial planets for some reason. But yeah, a lot of Emperor loyal people died, including Bill Burr and like, or not him, but his a lot of his squad. The one thing I loved about Bill Burr in this episode was he completely went all in on space Boston. Like, wherever (laughs) he is from in this galaxy, the Red Sox, the Patriots, the Bruins, they all reside there. And whatever universe. A lot of Duncan. A lot of Duncan. (laughs) I mean, you might as well call it like the Duncan Galaxy. He is from there. And I loved it. And there's also this little line, too, where. Uh, Mando comes up to him and tells him the mission. He tells him that, uh, you know, the child had been kidnapped. And I love that little line that Bill said. And he just goes, the little guy? I love that. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about the TPS reports joke? Do you like being reminded of uh, other spoilers episodes (laughs) that we've done in the past? That'll always be funny, though, right? Are we to think that maybe he actually isn't from space Boston, but Earth exists within this universe? He's from Earth Boston? <laughs> yeah. A long Yo. time ago, the mid nineties, in a galaxy far, far He's away. From Earth <laughs> He's like Fry from Futurama. He's like a person set out of time, kind of. But I love how it ends with him too. This episode, he doesn't die and he doesn't get returned to jail. He just kind of slinks off into the bushes of this <laughs> planet. He's kind of abandoned <laughs> on this strange planet. Yeah, it was kind of an awkward exit. He's like, "All right, uh, cool. I'm just gonna." walk away and then he literally just walks away doesn't ask for a ride doesn't ask for 
to go on the mission, nothing. And he walks away kind of like wincing, too. Like, are yeah. you guys going to shoot my back when I walk away? <laughs> like, <laughs> what did you guys think of good old Pedro? Love it. Showing his face. Loved it. About, yeah, that about scene time. was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things about that scene was when, afterwards, when Bill Burr hands him the helmet, he's like, I didn't see your face. There's like, it's not even like a smile. It's like a split second, like a little smirk of like, it, it, it said to me as like kind of like my man, and it, that was that was so subtle, but it was so good. Can someone explain to me how Amando, who's never had his face scanned or seen anywhere, can like get through a password system by scanning his face? Yeah, can you tell me what the point of the fa- is? It just to confirm that you indeed have a face. Now you can access <laughs> any you have information you want. Welcome. <laughs> okay, you're in. You got a face. All right, Welcome to, to Packard Bell. You know, this face isn't on any files. Sure, you're, <laughs> you're in. Clean. You're good to go. Welcome, stranger. But don't you guys... I almost feel like that security footage, that scan is that, like, some hardcore Mando of his old Amish sect is going <laughs> to see and get pissed about, right? Don't you think that's going to come back into play? Probably. He's in the cloud. If Baby Yoda really is gone, not to get too far ahead, I I think the show needs Mando to take his helmet off. We need some emotion. We need we need someone who can like connect to their emotional expressions on the show. And if there's gonna be a Boba Fett show, do we really need two guys in the exact same uniform? In the exact same One's green. That's true. Good point. Oh. <laughs> One is green. Fresh green, by the way. Ooh, it looks like a little page <laughs> Clean. Oh, well, you guys have anything, uh, have anything else to add about this episode? Uh, yeah, the fucking Boba Fett seismic charge. Yeah, it was, sick. It was so cool. Shout, shout out to Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. And are we just assuming Bill Burr is not going to come back in this series? Because that would be kind of disappointing. Because he really. He was really good in this episode. I don't know. It's, I don't know why they didn't invite him to go on the yeah. rescue mission. Like, be a part of the crew. He proved himself that he was valuable. It was almost like a like a, a buddy cop episode with those two. It was really fun to watch. Um, especially... He should go... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, this episode was tension-filled from the get-go. Like, throughout it was nothing but constant tension. And it was finally, like, alleviated when Bill Burr took that final shot. Mm-hmm. But um, go ahead, Josh. What I'm going to say is just really shallow at this point, but <laughs> Bill Barr should just, like, stay on a planet that doesn't know about Earth and just, like, pretend like he wrote all the Beatles songs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I hope the Beatles aren't popular in, in any galaxy uh, <laughs> out there. Really hope that doesn't transcend time and space. <laughs> I got one last question, kind of speaking of Bill Burr, and I've been kind of like chipping away at this, but this is for Stevie. What do you, Baby Yoda's always been my favorite part of The Mandalorian, and this is the first Baby Yoda-free, 100% no Baby Yoda in any frames episode of The Mandalorian. What did you think of the dynamic of the show without one of its main characters in it? It worked for me. Um, yep. It worked, it worked for me a great deal for the simple fact that, like, you can always kind of pinpoint Seinfeld with these things. But, like, I feel like a lot of the time, like, it's not just Mando that makes the show great. It's everything around Mando that makes it great. Like Gina Carano. 
Okay, maybe not. She runs so slow. <laughs> it's astounding. But um, <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, having kind of like a pretend Mando in the first episode to a giant space worm, you know, where it's not just Mando. There's other cool things around him. And also, I felt like there was probably more a possibility of someone actually dying in this episode because Baby Yoda truly wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Baby Yoda has like the most plot armor out of any character in a long time. It's not a bad thing. But, you know, a lot of the times watching this show, it feels like to me where it's like, as long as nothing happens to Baby Yoda, I'm okay. But when you remove him from the picture completely, it was really fun to watch. It's my favorite episode, maybe, of the whole it's mine, series bar none. so far. And it's like, I never realized mm. how much, not that it's a big deal, but like every episode they have to figure out what to do with Baby Yoda, right? Because the cat's out of the bag, he has all these like force powers. He has to either be like getting babysat by some lizard people or like on a seeing stone or something. You know what I mean? It's like the show moves around like really well without baby yoda and and if in this last episode which i don't know if you think if we're done with baby yoda after this last episode but i'm i the show i'm more optimistic about the show going on now without baby yoda than i've ever have been before hmm you don't think so josh i mean this is like is this the first time on the internet someone said something bad about baby yoda pappy right <laughs> now bad. You're not saying anything bad about baby yoda you're just saying it can survive without it. You just want less. My baby Yoda is my favorite part of the show, and I, and like I, it's just weird that like it ended up being my favorite episode of the show so far is the first one that doesn't have any baby Yoda. It's very weird to me. See, one of my main points I feel like taking away from these final two episodes is that I feel like they hit a groove with uh, episode of the week uh plot lines mm-hmm. with Mando and Baby Yoda that that could have gone on for three and a half seasons by itself. Just different you know, some two parters in there, but different planet, different bad guy, different escape. And people would have bought into that for a couple more years, I think. I like we said in the pot like in our group th- thread, like why is this show moving so fast? Episode nine, which or sorry Episode 7, which we're talking about right now, I think is an example of an episode that maybe doesn't move too fast, though. Mm-hmm. Like, were they in a hurry to punt Baby Yoda? <laughs> like, with what you're saying? Don't you think they could have coasted for a while with that equation? Just the thought of like a Baby Yoda getting punted made me laugh. Kick the baby. <laughs> Don't kick the Baby Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda is like also like built into the action, I guess. Like he's always Mando is always protecting him while he's kicking everybody's ass. So it's like, well, now Mando's not going to be doing that, and it kind of he's all already invincible. It's like, well, what is he really going to be fighting against, or what is the real danger in these upcoming seasons if the show is still going after Baby Yoda is gone? It's just, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed to see him leave, but I just I feel like we got to get to that point still. We haven't even talked about the finale. Yeah. PK, let's hop yeah. into the rescuer. The rescue. Oh, yeah, the rescue. My bad. Rescue down under. I know, the rescue down under. Apparently, I'm like the only person who liked this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, 
Man, oh man. Um, what, I guess I'll ask you, what stood out to you outside of the big reveal at the end? Like, in this episode, what stood out to you the most? Um, well, one, I want to give a shout out to the music again that I did a couple episodes ago, because the music in this episode was fantastic. Even the dubstep. Even the dubstep. <laughs> it worked for the, the droid scene. Um, <laughs> But I think that's one of the things that stood out the most was the dark troopers and that fight scene he had with one. And it was so Terminator. It was awesome. Like mm-hmm. him getting his face like basically smashed into the wall and barely making it out alive. And then obviously, I, I called it a couple episodes ago, the, the Darksaber versus the Beskar Spear. That was fucking awesome. So besides the big reveal, those things definitely stood out as a highlight for me, at least. I like the uh, female team up uh, with Gina Carano and the two female Mandos. And who's the fourth woman who's with them? Uh, Fennec. Fennec. I don't. I'll be honest. I have no feelings on Fennec after two seasons of watching the show. <laughs> I feel like she has absolutely no personality. I forget her name. She's a, yeah, she's a dry character, but she's a badass. She's also half robot. Like that whole like their whole like spy infiltration sequence was awesome and like it didn't it never called attention to the fact that these are like four women being badass right it just was you know what i mean it happened very naturally within the story wasn't like avengers i that wasn't gonna say that but yes 100 percent. it just was, was happening say, just like avengers did right uh, no, no literally no, it's so subtle literally the exact opposite of endgame but I, I thought that those four characters were were awesome like like any more like infiltration type things like even like when they're like running the numbers on like trying to go into the the what do they call it like the not the pod bay door hal but like it's like the the landing deck the launch bay yeah that whole sequence was hilarious uh i loved it mikey i have a question for you uh, and it pertains to moff gideon i don't know if you this is the way i felt about it kind of get your take on it i didn't like how they had Moff Gideon like lie to Mando and then try to take a cheap shot at him with the dark saber. I just think <laughs> that like did not match his character at all. Like I think if Moff Gideon wanted to fight, he just would have said, "Let's do it." Like what do you think about that? Uh I think it's pretty bold of Moff Gideon. Um <laughs> he doesn't even have a helmet, so he's already less protected and uh I don't know. I think he was just trying to catch Mando off guard while he was carrying the baby. But yeah, I I don't know. I think uh, he could have been a little more threatening with Baby Yoda, but I don't think people would have really wanted to see that. Um, but we did get the fight with the the spear and the dark saber, which I think is kind of what Favreau was just trying to set up there. Did you guys believe him at all? Because, I mean, for a second, like, I think it's just because he's a great actor and stuff. I like, believed him for a split second. Mm-hmm. I was like, I literally <laughs> said out loud while I was watching, I was like, this is not where I expected this to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just look at the duration of how much of the show is left. Oh, there's 20 minutes left. Of course, this is not the end. <laughs> They're not just walking right. out of this spaceship. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess I don't have a problem with it. Uh, because we got some great action scenes and Giancarlo Esposito was actually doing those choreography moves. I thought that was pretty cool of him. 
It's interesting you say that though, Stevie, because I keyed in on a different scene with him that I thought was kind of a reversal of character, but he went from like the guy who'd be quietly in the background massacring a village to get what he wants to the bwahaha villain rolling around on the floor dumping exposition about the dark saber <laughs> and i did not think that was very strong when he's like ha 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 it doesn't work that way she'll never you get what fools. she wants and katie's just standing there like <laughs> just breathing for so long my, my kind of like with- i mentioned that in the last oh sorry mike oh, go, no, ahead. go ahead I was just saying, like, I mentioned that in the last episode, you know, like, that scene where they actually capture Baby Yoda, and he, he pulls out the dark series, like, ah, ah, ah. Like, they, they gave him some more personality in that last episode, so I think it's not, like, too far of a stretch, but... I liked that, because that was menacing. The whole the whole thing with the dark saber was, like, kind of kind of dumb. Like, I don't think, watching Clone Wars and Rebels, like, I don't think that's an actual like thing like i think she could have taken it if she really wanted to but for the show purpose it i mean it just adds a layer of of <sighs> i didn't have I'm a problem with him mm. i had a problem with uh katie sackoff's character like she was just standing in the command room like why is it, why is she not trying to look for moff gideon if she wants this sword so bad and then mando shows up and she's like hey that's my sword what the hell guys <laughs> it's like well <laughs> of course you're not gonna find it you're not doing anything it's worse than that thematically last time we see her she's telling mando to like ease in ease off on the old school rules like take your helmet off relax chill out for a while but now he's like hey you can just have the sword and character wise like as a not, I haven't seen all of Clone Wars yet, but like I'm on the more casual side, I guess, of this series. Like that doesn't make sense for her character to go from be lax about the rules to I have to follow this thing to a T, even though what I want most in the world is like right in front of me. It's not like the dark saber literally won't work for her. It's the elder it? wand. That's what I was confused about. Like, is will it not? for her <laughs> like, it'll just purr. Uh, can they not look around issues. can they look around at everyone on the ship and say hey we're gonna say she did this okay right like nobody would know she, nobody on mandalore would fucking yeah, have an idea she only has a usb micro uh, adapter she can't actually charge the dark saber <laughs> it requires usb c <laughs> she can charge it she just can't listen to headphones on it at the same <laughs> it's time. got no aux cord <laughs> I'm with you though, Josh. Like, I didn't care for the exposition dump because I felt like it was just a setup for the next season. Mm. I would have much rather preferred like a show don't tell approach, where you know something is wrong with her character, but you just don't know what. Like, I think you that could have been much like gracefully handled than what it was. Yeah, I think they kind of like played uh, their cards there in setting up the next season. I think she might be after Mando next season. I think that's going to be the main thing with that little two-minute speech uh, <laughs> Moff Gideon had. Can we not think critically here, though? Can we not have, like, a sword fight with blunted ends or, like, play <laughs> gladiator games against each other? Like, wrestle it out? What are you doing? <laughs> well, thing, it's like, like, Moff Gideon didn't die. Like, you don't have to kill him to take it. Like, just, like, yeah, just do a little 
faux fight, and then be, oh, you win, no. Give him the Darksaber <laughs> with the handcuffs on, and then she beats him <laughs> while he has handcuffs on. That'll work. But let's get into the big, great reveal. Josh, you've been a Star Wars fan, I think, since you came out of the womb. You're probably the biggest Star Wars fan here. Whoa. <sighs> what did you think about such a glorious return of Luke Skywalker? Well, <clears throat> at Friday at about 6 a.m., <laughs> I was on. I get on Reddit usually in the mornings, browse some new stuff. Maybe I go to like the popular page, just side scrolling through, Big and mistake. I see this. I see this friends meme, just friendly Joey Tribbiani looking happy. And the caption says, knowing Grogu's safe with Luke. And, the, oh, and oh, it was ruined. Oh, and I didn't even read the bottom yet. <laughs> I went back and saved it later because I'll probably post online at some point. But the bottom, of course, said, remembering what Kylo does to all Luke's students. So, <laughs> and it's like Joey with like the frightened big eyes face. <laughs> so it's actually a pretty funny meme. But why is the meme funny in the spoiler I wrote? Fall dead on your ears, Josh. I don't understand. It's the same joke. <laughs> it's the exact same joke. <laughs> Why is that funny? I was whistling. Okay. I was whistling for that. It was great. Um. Oh, man. There's so much to unpack here. I feel like we're going to talk about this for a minute, Stevie. But I, I think generally, I think Kylo called it out last week. Like, at this time in the universe, with Grogu calling out to the Jedi... Who's the strongest Jedi? Who is even a Jedi out there? Like, it makes sense that it is Luke. And I think him coming in with his Y-Wing and coming in Darth Vader style. X-wing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Sorry. Is it? Yeah. There's an X-Wing. There's a... Oh, yeah. Is the Y-Wing like the bomber? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So he comes in on his X-Wing. He comes in and he does totally like the Darth Vader hallway scene and it's really cool the cgi is like a little tiny bit suspect but i don't really have much to nitpick here it's very deuce x skywalker of course but (laughs) as far as luke's as far as luke's appearance and what he does it makes sense to him and his character and i really enjoyed seeing it play out can i say that is that fair oh you're more than welcome to your opinion i just wanted to see what you thought (laughs) <laughs> you're more than welcome to your opinion but it sucks it's, I mean is that why you and Pap hate it because it's Luke again it's it's uh, saving the day at the nth minute like <sighs> Pappy go, just go off you guys just do your thing do what you want to do yeah you guys yeah, f- go ahead. hate on it and I'll bring the positive vibe <laughs> alright we'll do that Pap what do you think so literally two weeks ago Stevie and I were saying you know a cautionary tale like Ahsoka Kana or whatever her name is, Ahsoka Tana. Like, I could see this being the moment where it kind of jumps the shark and like gets too into the Jedi. And Kylo said, you know, this, this, this is the appropriate amount of Jedi. And Kylo said, I like this level of involvement of the Jedi. This is good. And then I text Kylo right before this podcast. He's like, oh, hard yes for Luke. So glad <laughs> Luke showed up. Like, Star Wars fans are like children who like see Darth Vader pajamas like oh I recognize that that's the thing that I know and that's all they want it to be like 
that just shows you how like big of a failure the sequel trilogy is because all you have to do are show Star Wars people the things that they already love and they go apeshit for it and they think it's great. Like there's no within the context. Okay, let me let me take two steps back. First of all, the fact that that it's like Darth Vader in Rogue One that's literally the worst part of Rogue One and it's like the most fan servicey dumb bullshit. What? And I get the feeling that this is just to appease. Mark Hamill, who's been very vocal about how he's butthurt about how his character Luke was treated. We get to see Luke being a badass, finally. Yes! We get to see Luke being a badass, finally. And it's so stupid. (laughs) Like, second of all, the deep fake technology is terrible and gross. And if you like movies, I can't, I can't believe that there is a person who, like, actually likes movies. And think that it's good that we're gonna have the CGI version of uh, Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker in perpetuity. Like that's, <laughs> it's not a good thing. It looked like shit. And third, there was nothing for him to do. He just stood there awkwardly. All of the emotion is coming from the characters who we've spent the last two seasons with. Like Luke has nothing to do but stand there, like twiddle his thumbs, be awkward, and look stupid CGI esque and like the there's no context within the the show mandalorian for me to feel anything the only reason you feel anything like everything in star wars is this if you bought the other media and consume the other products then you'll get the reference of why this is so cool it's so lame i don't know if i missed anything stevie but i fucking hated it <laughs> I would have rather, I swear to Christ, I would have rather have seen Jar Jar Binks show up. Like, when that came off, because at least I would be like, I wouldn't know where it was going next if that was the case. But you, you're ripping on Kylo for saying that it's the He's appropriate amount of Jedi. He's a but total this is hypocrite. Fa- this is far less Jedi. No, he was in the. No, that, what? that's just out. This is a Deus Ex Skywalker. You just said it yourself. Ahsoka Tana providing vague guidance is the appropriate level. This is literally a two-season arc coming to a conclusion of a character who we haven't seen the whole fucking show. Not once. And you know what? It didn't matter if Mando showed up or not. Nothing Mando did in the last two, three, four episodes even fucking matters. Because as long as Grogu gets that seeing stone, Luke was going to show up. It's the, it's like the Indiana Jones thing. It's like he's a total passive hero. Like All of the cool things that happen in episode seven don't mean shit. Because Luke was just going to show up and take Baby Yoda away anyway. It's fucking stupid. It's lame and bad and dumb. Is there any joy in your life, Pap? Do we slow? Uh, do we slow clap now? That anything that's not anything that's not Star Wars is actually really good. Surprisingly, uh, as someone who's not a Star Wars uh, super fan, or I don't know, uh, whatever Pap considers himself <laughs> a Hater. domestic terrorist against yeah. uh, Star Wars. <laughs> um, I I was like, oh, that's Luke when he's on the security camera because he has a green saber and you can see that his hand is like the black robot hand or whatever. Uh, what surprised me most was the CGI. I was like, oh, that would have been a perfect time to unleash the Sebastian Stan. Yes. Now we're gonna. Mm-hmm. Now this is a totally separate series with Sebastian Stan. Blah blah blah. This is a spinoff of Mando or whatever. Blah blah blah. I don't know what they're going to do now, because now I think everybody's expecting the CGI Luke, if anything else, pops up with him. And I don't know how I feel about that when 
all of these pictures are going around with Sebastian Stan as Luke, and it's like a one-to-one of how awesome he looks. So, I don't know. I, that was probably my worst part. I didn't even think it looked that bad. I was just like, oh, CGI. Why? <laughs> I just can't believe Mikey, the practical effects guy. Like the, You see the lo- the road this is going to go down, where in, in 30 years we're going to be podcasting on Blade Runner 2099, and it's going to have Harrison Ford as a CGI guy, and they're going to do a deep fake of Harrison Ford like... They're already doing See, it for Harrison Indiana Jones. Ford this is, is not going to allow himself. To, Harrison Ford doesn't even want to act now. He's not going to allow himself <laughs> to be a digital He'll robot be dead in Blade Runner in his 2099. Be dead. Yeah, it won't matter. He'll be dead. <laughs> his estate will be like, fuck yeah, let's cash some checks on our dead grandpa's <laughs> face. Hell yeah. No one's going to care. I just said I didn't like it. Yeah. What are you talking about? I said I wanted Sebastian Stan in that scene. It's a slippery slope, money. That's all I'm saying. This stuff is a slippery slope. So, Pap, you echoed everything, I think, too. Um, It annoys me greatly that I think Star Wars had something so original. And, you know, it could have been so fantastic, you know, with The Mandalorian and, you know, episode of the week. And you have so much going on. And they literally went out of their way, out of their way to pull a U-turn and drive 40 years back so we can get Luke like Luke involved. It just drove me nuts. Um, but guys, I think I know how this could have been even better, and it would have been way better than the fight for Mandalore for season three. Can I hit you with some knowledge? Go for it. Let's do it. So what if, I love playing the game, can we fix it? What if, you know, let's say that man, they, they figured out a way for Mando and the gang to take out the um, the dark troopers, arrest Moff Gideon, save much um, call save Baby Yoda, everything goes great. Instead of like Luke showing up at the end, where we get the commercial for the Book of Boba Fett in 2021, which it was just a commercial. Like, what if that scene was had to do with like Grogu using the Seeing Stone or whatever, but he didn't know how to use it correctly? And someone from, like, the dark side intercepted what he was saying. So, like, what if that, like, what if his speaking, like, went through a cave? And we don't know who's at the end of that cave, but all we see is, like, a red or dark saber go off. And that's how you can build into season three. And Snoke. Like, that's how, that's how you build <laughs> season three. Because, honestly, I'm with Pap. Like, it, it just feels cheap that... Luke wasn't with us, you know, for 15 freaky, you know, 15 and three quarter episodes. Then he just shows up out of nowhere and says, oh, no, dude, we're good. And he walks away with with uh, Grogu. It just it didn't work for me. Do three and a half seasons of Grogu and Mando traveling the galaxy with like every once in a while a hint of like, oh, they can smell the cigar cigar that like Luke Skywalker was smoking earlier that day. Like they're getting closer and closer to kind of this contact and then you can have like a brief interaction like this that makes sense and pappy one thing you didn't really talk about on your rant was the hurry that the show is in to me (laughs) are they just setting up for all these other series and they don't really care about mando anymore so they're like ready to get it over with but it seems like uh, it's going at like a game of thrones season eight pace at this point i don't know it's but the whole especially this season everything felt so point to point 
right? It's like we said, the story would end. You need to go to this planet, and that's where the next story would would take you. Like I, like like to your point, I, I feel like this could have gone on for a year or two more, and like the, the big payoff could have eventually being being Luke Skywalker, and maybe we could have like teased him out more. Exactly. In the show, I don't know. PK, tell me. Tell me why I'm wrong, because I'm sure there are lots of people who are sad by the things TV and I are saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I appreciate the criticism, and I mean, I'm not saying I'm right either. I'm just a fanboy. I thought it was awesome, <laughs> but you, you guys know me. I go into stuff like just trying to watch something cool and enjoy it. Like, I, I'm, I'm critical on certain things, but I thought it was so cool. Like I knew it was him as soon as I saw the X-wing fly by, and I was just more shocked that they actually did it. Like. I've been hearing, you know, rumors about the potential of Sebastian Stan coming in as Luke, and like, like Mikey said, I would, I would have preferred it to be a real actor and to be Sebastian Stan. And like, I do think the CGI deepfake stuff is weird and and is gonna be even more weird. Like, like you said that last time, or you've said before, like they're they're making a movie in 2020 or something with James Dean. It's mm-hmm. like not okay. I don't think that's right. I think it's weird, but. I don't think the CGI looked terrible. Like it, it, and that was one thing I was like ready to defend. Like I've heard a lot of people that are like, "Oh, it was awesome, but the CGI was terrible." I'm like, it wasn't that bad. Like it is a TV a TV show still, so it's like they don't have all that much. Like obviously, they have a lot of money for this show, but like <laughs> it didn't take me out of the moment. Like the the cool epic moment that it was. Like I wasn't sitting there like, "Oh, his face looks weird." Like I was still like holy shit, it's fucking Luke Skywalker. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, it was fan service 1000%, but I loved it. I want to ask like the fanboy though, perspective, like as much as you did love the Luke Skywalker part, did you need that to keep your attention onto this show? No, no, I, it could have been Ahsoka again. It could have been Ezra from rebels. It could have been, Fucking someone new, Cal Kestis from Jedi Fallen Order. Like it could have been anybody, and I, I would have been happy. But um, I agree, it, it does seem kind of weird that he just shows up out of nowhere. But like like Corey said, there's not that many Jedi in the universe at this point, and uh, you know, hopefully, I don't think they're gonna do a show with Luke Skywalker and Grogu. Like, I think that yeah. was it for Luke until potentially they recast him as Sebastian Stan, yeah. and then he shows up. In like two seasons, and Grogu's a fucking badass. But I, I, I don't know. I have to imagine the reason Grogu is no longer on the show, as far as we're concerned, is because he's like the old ball and chain to Mando, and now Mando <laughs> can just go around murdering and killing everybody without like <laughs> trying to protect uh, a baby at the same time. So that just like kind of frees up whatever he's he can now be a real bounty hunter instead of like mm-hmm. on this everlasting mission to find a Jedi which took two seasons and they did they found the Jedi but I will say what I did love more than Luke was but also hated was the goodbye between Mando and Grogu oh that was so sad <laughs> like the Pedro Pascal killed it like him finally taking his helmet off and him like seeing his face for the the last time or first time too and uh yeah that was so good i had a little, little tear rolling down my face i'm not gonna lie it was a great moment 
but all uh, all of that emotion, yeah, is coming from you know Bando's not gonna see you know the thing or person. He says I care more about him than like anything else or something like, or more than about him than you'll ever know or something like you know very extreme like superlative about how much he cares about baby Grogu. I know Stevie, you joked about it, but that's the problem with having such a rigid canon and timeline. I know that Luke Skywalker is going to lose his mind in the next <laughs> 10 years. Like it doesn't end well. <laughs> like what? How can I feel good about where baby Yoda's ending up? Like, ser- like seriously though, like he's going to try and murder his nephew in a few years. Now, now, what? Now, what's, moment- what's now now that happens <laughs> now now what it was a momentary moment of weakness not if they okay. not if they retcon seven eight and nine which they should do <laughs> those Oof. never happen what, I, what, baby grogu can open up an alternate timeline what <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do wish he would have gave him that like silver ball thing before you yeah. oh yeah that would have been like be the last touch like ah i keep thinking about them like man missed opportunity i'll say this i know i've been ragging on this episode especially because of the ending but i'm with pk i did love that kind of goodbye between grogu and um and mando uh i think these past two seasons have been great for mando's character of playing kind of like the reluctant father and his growth over time with Grogu has been awesome. And, like, I'm with Josh. I think they could have extended this, like, another season and a half to two seasons. I think there was a lot more meat on the bones. And it just seems so strange that, like, you know, it was right at that episode with um, Ahsoka Tano that uh, things seemed to change drastically. And I think it's a real shame. But um, you guys ready for some yes or no's? I got one final thought. Sorry. Hit it, Josh. I got I got one too. No no one dies. There's there's like no stakes anymore. Like I agree. That's none been the of the entire people. series. Who, if someone got literally decapitated and I saw every ounce of blood leave their body, I wouldn't assume that they're actually gone in Star Wars canon. Like nothing <laughs> No one ever dies. No, it doesn't matter if someone dies. It doesn't nothing's real. Like Oh my gosh. All I'm saying is that Fennec or Katie uh, Sackoff or Bo- Bo-Katan, whatever you want to call her, like somebody like that, Gina Carano, great candidate, <laughs> sac- sacrificed <laughs> himself in this like rescue. Or even Boba Fett, I thought, might die, but nope, they all I have plot armor. Mm-hmm. Spinoff armor. Yeah, I was going to ask if you guys just thought, well, I... I don't even think it's going to be the end of this show. Just it l- l- ended so abruptly and weird that it almost felt like, oh, is this the series finale? And then that teaser of the Book of Hut or whatever is like, oh, is this going to be <laughs> just the replacement for the Mandalorian series? Uh, if that's really the end of it, it did feel like a series finale. But I guess Favreau confirmed that. It is a completely separate show, and there will be another season of Mando. But, like, it was weird, because, like, when they announced all those shows, like, a week or two ago, like, they didn't announce a Boba Fett show, and that, like, was more, like, solidifying to me about my theory, because I thought he was going to die, and Mando would take his ship. I think I mentioned that in the last episode, but they were just waiting for this little teaser. PK, you're our superhero correspondent. I couldn't help 
think that it was very an Iron Man will return in the Avengers type thing. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. this isn't even this is this is literally a commercial for a different show, and everyone's like losing their minds. Like it's like new content, and it's it's just a commer- It's just a commercial. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's. I thought it was kind of cool just seeing. You know, I was like, for a second, I thought I forgot that Jabba the Hutt was dead, and I was like, oh shit, we're gonna see Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> but it's just that that weird, scary looking dude that was his right hand man that took over and got really fat. But uh, yeah, it. I mean, it was cool, like tease. But at the same time, I would have preferred like a tease to show where the Mando season three is gonna go. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Because I have, yeah, I have no clue where it's going to go now. I, I don't know if they're going to try to take over Mandalore and Bo-Katan and Mando get their shit straight and she doesn't care that he has it or somehow she's going to get the Darksaber. I don't know. It could go anywhere. I think Bib Fortuna's body is beautiful in any shape. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> it's a nice sentiment. All right, um, let's go from Weesus to Eastus for yes or no's, and also where you want to see season three go. Uh, this is Pappy. Um, was seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna give seven a yes. Um, love that episode. Loved Bill Burr. Uh, really, this is like made me grow about what I said about bringing back his character. Um, episode eight gonna give a soft no to um i just i really don't like the luke thing and i think that i've been i've been consistent about this on literally like we've done so many star wars movies now and i've given almost every single one of them a no and after it's just it's just creatively bankrupt they don't have anything new to say all they have to do is like to point back at other things that were cool and it's 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 been enough for the fanboys for four years now for four years now, they've been fine with just like rehashing a trilogy from 40 years ago. And it's just kind of <laughs> pathetic. It's honestly kind of pathetic, like how easy it is for them to make the Star Wars money machine go burr. Uh, I don't care where the series goes <laughs> next. I really don't. I, I, I mean that like sincerely. I'm not just bitter about the Luke thing. Like all of the emotion that I had tied up in The Mandalorian was about Baby Yoda. Like I love Baby Yoda. I love cute things. I love like. Muppets, uh, Baby Yoda was like right up my alley, and if he's gone, I really just don't. I just don't care. Like I'm sure there'll be some Mandalore lore bullshit, but I, I've never. This is the lowest I've been on Star Wars since after Attack of the Clones came out. I really, oh, I'm really just not. Oh into my it god! Anymore. Damn. So dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But I believe you. <laughs> not as easy to please as everybody else on this podcast, apparently. But it's a no. Uh, no for me. Uh, yeah, I think it's me. Um, your boy, superhero correspondent PK, said yes for both. Um, one thing I want to say, I appreciate you, Pappy. I appreciate you voicing your opinions harshly. For real. Thank you. A lot of Star Wars fans need that, even if it, if, even if they don't agree. So, I appreciate that. But I loved it both. Bill Burr was awesome. Showed some range I'd never seen out of him before, which was awesome. Um, I love the Luke Skywalker thing. I think most people did, even though like, I, I see where you guys are coming from, and I, I agree on some things, but I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan at heart, so I think it was awesome. And hearing his his like theme song when he pulled his hood off was cool. And 
the music when he was carrying Grogu down the hallway was fantastic. And uh, I listened to the soundtrack a couple times today. But yes, for me, I don't know where the season three is going to go. Um, like I said, probably something about retaking Mandalore or something. Maybe he goes back into bounty hunting like one of you guys said earlier. But I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for more Star Wars shows. But at the same time, I'm kind of worried it's going to become like oversaturated. So yes, for me. Uh, I like uh, episode 7 probably the most out of this whole season. Uh, I think that's probably the best episode. Uh, but I give both a yes. I think maybe just have a different Jedi show up at the end. Uh, one of the other ones PK suggested. suggested um, I don't know, just someone new that we haven't seen before. I think that would have douse the fire in Pappy's pants uh, about this whole thing. Um, just get some new characters in there. But, I mean, we, uh, I don't know the timeline, but according to this timeline, there's only, like, a handful of Jedi. So it's like, we don't really have a, a great breadth of characters to choose from. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what they do now because Baby Yoda, I feel like, was the best part of the show. And it really did come to an abrupt end. Maybe they'll just like, I, I doubt they'll do this, but they'll just like jump ahead forward in time. Um, and they meet up, I don't know, halfway through the season next year or something. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but to me, it felt like it ended in kind of an awkward place. I feel like it could go in a couple different directions and maybe it'll free up Mando to just like, just, kick everybody's ass and he will have like no regard for anybody in the next season so uh yeah i think uh overall i like the season uh i think it's still like my favorite show on right now and i'm not the biggest star wars fan but this has got me like interested in the franchise more than i've ever been so it's a yes for me Josh from Goshen here. I'll give the Bill Burr episode pretty hard yes. Super fun episode. I'm going to give eight a super soft yes. Um, I'm just... Uh, Pappy has a lot of good points, as we can all like admit. I think like to avoid Luke, even though he's the Jedi that makes sense there, would be a mistake. I just don't flat out really like the plot of this episode <laughs> and how Pappy said everything Mando is doing was basically for naught because Luke was eventually going to come in there and save the day. And honestly, Mando probably made it a lot harder having activated all like 40 of those mech droids or whatever. Luke Skywalker could have got in and out of there like in a hurry stealthily otherwise. But regardless, like, it's really just fun to see a Jedi on screen use his lightsaber to great success. And they use the whole episode to basically set up how tough those black Lego droids were. And <laughs> to see Luke cut through them like that was cathartic in a way. But at the same time, I too don't know how much I care about where this series is going now. Not only with 
Grogu parting ways with Mando, but also with 11 new Star Wars television series coming out. Christ. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I have time for Mando. I don't know if we're going to do any more pods on Mando. I just feel like you have to become a savant of Star Wars in the next couple of years to like keep up. Um, so I don't know if I'll be watching this show next year, just flat out, <laughs> as weird as that sounds. And I've given every episode a yes. I know we're <sighs> long. Steve, you got to say something real quick. Have uh, at it. It's the finale. Have at it. This might be the last Mando we ever do. It's kind of like off what Josh and Mikey were saying. If you make up your mind that a Jedi has to show up, like Stevie predicted weeks ago on on this podcast, then yeah, of course Luke makes the most sense. But if you're going to start writing a brand new television show in a galaxy far, far away with infinite possibilities and timelines and locations and planets and settings, then you're going to tie it back to the same family that everything else ties back to. That's the mistake, that you have to tie it to a Jedi is my problem with it not the jedi that they picked just like come on do something new so do the last couple like books of the bible bore you because they're still yes. about jesus yes. Yes. find a new dude <laughs> we're still talking about jesus mecca jesus let's go laser eyes <laughs> oh man i think it's down to me well this is stevie um, I will give seven the hardest yes I can. That's my favorite episode of the series. Um, it just reminded me of so many movies I love. Like Mad Max Fury Road is my favorite movie of all time. And it just reminded me of that so much. And it's probably why I love that episode so much. Episode eight. Whew, man. Um, I'm going to give that a soft no. I just felt like they wanted to end whatever they had going in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, it just... It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, they may have they may have a killer ending in store that I have no idea about that I might revisit this and go, yeah, this makes sense. But it just didn't scream like, you know, a part two ending going into the third and here's what's at stake. It just seemed like a finite end and... I think that's a real shame. Let me get your guys' opinion on this. Say we fast forward into the future where Grogu can talk. What if he's voiced by Kevin Hart? (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Would that not be awesome? I'm out. What if season three (laughs) is mostly just Din Mando Zoom calling baby Yoda trying trying to apply for like janitorial jobs at Luke's Jedi Academy to like get closer. Kevin Hart Grogu was just like help! (laughs) He's trying to kill me! I'm down to spoil that. The combo of all of those shows being announced and the awkward like cliffhanger weird ending of this season of Mano just only reinforces like oh this might just be the end of this show uh just because it's like well we have all of these other stories to tell it's like why we don't really need another season of mandalorian if baby yoda's not going to be there the reason that i say i'm like the most down on star wars now it's like i don't know what i'm supposed to care about as a star wars casual like four years ago a new star wars movie was literally the biggest movie of all time like it made the most money of any movie ever now there's a million shows and a million different like for like 
movie spinoff? I like what? What are the casuals supposed to watch? What am I supposed to care about? And like, it's going to be nothing. Like, it's just too much. I'm going to watch something else. I'd almost prefer it if like this season finale was also the series finale. Then I'd be fine with it. Because then Mando would have like completed his fatherly arc. Yeah. I'm like, all right, it's mm-hmm. done. Yeah. You know, he learned how to care about something. He learned how to lose something. He learned how to get it back and let it go. Like he completed his fatherly arc. And the fact that there's a season three, I think, is just insane. Mm. Um, Pappy, what do we have coming down the pipeline? Well, first of all, I'd like to say if you're still listening to this and you're not too mad about everything that I had to say about <laughs> Star Wars, that is very festive and the holiday spirit is strong with you. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, whatever you celebrate. Uh, thanks for sticking around uh, this long. And through all of us, our episodes on 2020, I think... The feed is done for the year unless we do a Wonder Woman podcast, PK. I don't know if you're interested in doing that. Oh, you know I'm down. So there might be a Wonder Woman podcast coming. I got to get HBO Max, but I'm down. Yeah, depending on the timing. And then there might also be a Soul, uh, the new Pixar movie podcast coming for the end of the year. But no. Can't wait. No guarantees. We'll, we'll probably do both of those eventually, but, you know, we're going to give Spoiler Man some time to listen to Spoiler Woman, uh, let him see his family. We've been keeping him really busy reading those ads mm-hmm. every night. Yeah. Uh, but big news, uh, in 2021, the launch of the Patreon. Uh, so look for that in episode description. We're going to put out an episode like, specifically saying how you can get on the Patreon, what's on the Patreon, all that good stuff. So look for that to come when we're live. Uh, and then the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, will be coming back. So yes. seven-parter. We haven't really talked about it, but Josh, I'm kind of feeling since it's seven parts, maybe do like one episode a day for a week, a week of spoilers every day. I love it. Yeah, no, I love... I feel like last year we dropped it all like an album, all six parts. And some people were confused, and some of the later episodes were listened to before the first one. So, what a bunch of idiots! Right? Let's do everyone a favor, including ourselves, and just release one a day. <laughs> to, to their to their defense, Mikey, it had Roman numerals. It can be very confusing for Star Wars fans <laughs> no, types people. No, Pap, to, don't oh. stick up for those losers. They're dumb. <laughs> they were all numbered very well. Hey, as as a as a special guest host, but also a fan of the pod. I, I just finally listened to the, those six episodes because I'm like behind on Lord of the Rings, but they're great, and I can't wait for the next one. I think these might even be—I don't want to jinx it—but we've had some pretty bangers of a podcast. These might even be a little bit better. We're, we're doing—we're spreading it out a little bit thinner, so there's like a little bit more focus on each section. And last but not least, Stevie, I'll give it back to you after this. The outcome of that will be a punishment movie. So there's going to be a golem. There's going to be a Lord of the Lord of the Rings and punishment movies. We'll be the back in 2021. are getting better. The trivia is getting worse. Just so you know exactly. <laughs> you have to listen today for the trivia. You won't believe what you hear. I guarantee you that. You won't believe it. But it almost ended the pod. <laughs> back to you, Stevie. Oh, oh, Josh, like, Josh and trivia makes me so happy. Because sometimes it's so good. And sometimes he thinks that 1,200-pound wolves exist. But um, thank you Thanks. for listening. I don't mean to seem down about episode 8. Like, for those who've listened to every episode, I'm pretty sure you can tell Mando is my favorite show on television. Um, so if you think I'm a moron or me and Pap are just dumb, 
please hit us up on Instagram and Twitter and let us know how you feel. Um, other than that, thank you so much for listening. And that was spoilers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Brett, yeah. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, Click on our orange Spoilers Bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. That was spoilers.